Simply having wonderful. Fuck that song. <laughs> Fuck that song. Fuck it. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. It's almost Xmas, and here at Geeks Without God, we are going to have an episode all about what you do if you're an atheist at Christmas, and stuff we like about Christmas, because some of it we do. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God, we're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God, we're geeks, geeks without God. Hey, welcome to Geeks Without God. I am your host, Nick Glover. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Molly Glover. It's me, Molly Glover. And Tim Wick. It is me, not Molly Glover. (laughs) Oh! I'm going to say, bah humbug, this is our annual Christmas episode for atheists. Stupid fucking Christmas. Secular Christmas, baby. Yeah, so... Santa uh, Day, as we call it at my house. All three of us enjoy Christmas, and none of us celebrate Christ. We have, in our lives, we have taken the Christ out of Christmas. Yes. In fact, I believe axial tilt is the reason for the season, and uh, that is, and that is is all. We are uh, soldiers in the war on Christmas. Yeah, Uh, literally. In fact, if we took Christ out of Christmas, we would just call it mass, but we can't do that either, so... I yeah. call it I, Xmas. I yeah. literally will not. This is my dumb atheist thing. I won't write out Christmas with the word Christ. I just write Xmas and I'll pronounce it Xmas. So I'll write an Xmas celebration or an Xmas this because it is not Christmas. It is Xmas. So we're going to talk a little bit about our our rituals and mm-hmm. and uh, what we do every year and just, you know, how to get by. As an atheist. A little, little solidarity for those yeah. of you. We know there's a lot of you out there listening who have to go home uh, to houses where you're not out. And uh, for, you know, probably a variety of reasons, but especially atheism. And maybe you got to go to church. Maybe your grandma makes you pray over dinner and you, you got to do a lot of things you don't aren't comfortable with. But uh, we're here for you. So, Tim, when was the last time you had to go to church? Not even had to. When was the last time you went? to a church or religious event for Christmas celebration. Jesus, I can't even fucking remember. Um, It was probably back maybe when I was in college and I came home for the year that I was in college in Iowa and I came home for Christmas. I might have might have gone to mass. Um, I mean, here's here's the thing. Uh, I mean, I hated church. Church was fucking boring oh, yeah, it's a bummer. but but christmas mass was the one that was actually fun mm. it was like everybody's like "Woo, jesus is born they're all celebrating because i was at a hippy dippy church anyway so oh, sure. so they 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 made christmas mass fun i think because they knew everybody was bringing their fucking kids and they knew the kids were just going to be 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 uh screaming and falling asleep at midnight if they didn't make it interesting oh midnight uh, like midnight oh Christmas yeah Eve we mass? did midnight we did midnight mass uh for a while um when i was young which i mean i i had great parents but that was dumb um but uh, yeah it's it's been 30 plus years since i've gone to mass for christmas what about uh, you? i uh i haven't i never went to a midnight mass but 
I think the last time, so I know when my grandpa had cancer, when he was diagnosed uh, and we knew he wasn't going to make it uh, maybe more than another year or so, there was a time in there when they wanted to go see my uncle Dave do like Christmas mass, like uh, not mass, what do, what do fucking Methodists do? Christmas service. And so like they wanted the whole family to go watch Uncle Dave perform the Christmas service at the church and we went and I think I was probably like 25 at that point maybe so in my 20s before that though the most memorable time I went to church for Christmas that I that where I was I really was dragged was uh uh I was uh seeing this dude who wanted me to come oh no that was Easter never mind <laughs> that was Easter I, yeah, I, I uh my uh maternal grandfather is a a Lutheran minister mm -hmm. and he used to, we used to go see part of seeing that family for Christmas was seeing him give a sermon. And I think we stopped going when I was a younger teenager, mm -hmm. which is also around the time we started going to Unitarian church. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it, once I was old enough to be like, this is not interesting to me at all. Let's not do this. Did you have to go to Unitarian church Christmas? No. With fuck your mom no. or anything? No, no, right. no. Maybe we celebrated the solstice or something once or two, but sure. it was very different, very different. Interesting. Uh, and, and we weren't even that involved in, in that sort of thing. So, yeah. So now we have our uh, our own traditions and yes. stuff. Uh, uh, let's let's talk about that. Molly, do you have a Christmas tradition? That, yes. That... Uh, so something that uh, I love is putting up Christmas lights uh, and and uh, the decorations. We don't have a ton, but we do outside lights and like a couple inside lights. And we have a little like three foot, you know, pre-lit tree. Cause we have a Bengal cat, so we can't really have a real Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, if you want to know why, go to the subreddit Bengal cats right now and just watch some videos. People, <laughs> who, people who have new Bengal cats and are like, is this normal? And everyone's like, idiot, you got yeah. a tree? My tree's, <laughs> only, my tree's only been up for two minutes and oh, it's ruined. My Bengal kitten broke the ornament I've had since I was four. Yeah, dumbass. <laughs> that's, that's what they do. <laughs> like, but, uh, I, so I, but I have a firm rule that uh, you have to wait until December 1st to put up Christmas stuff. And it has to come down before New Year's Eve. That's the rules. I don't make the rules. I do make the rules. That's, yeah. that's, that's my rules. Uh, so I, uh, but I really like getting it up as soon as I can around that early December time. And uh, putting up the lights is fun. And so, always, so are your lights up already? Yes, yeah. we got them up on yeah. Saturday, right before the first snow. It was perfect. Oh, that's it beautiful. Was, it was perfect. Christmas lights in the snow are the best. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when, uh, for uh, for a Christmas tradition, um, every every Christmas Eve we have uh, friends. It's sort of friendimus um, mm. over, and we do a fondue uh, nice. dinner, and uh, that that's kind of like uh, some family comes over. My mom doesn't come over um, because uh, her mother died on Christmas Eve. Uh, uh. The same year my dad died. It was a fucking brutal yeah. year for her yeah but christmas eve is still hard for her so she's like christmas eve i'm not and that's that's probably why i haven't gone to one of the reasons that i haven't gone to church in forever is is my dad died when i was 19 my grandmother died the same year on christmas eve and now christmas eve mom does yeah. her own thing no that's that's um, legit so some of pat's family is there but it, mostly it's friends we 
cut up a whole bunch of meats and a whole bunch of vegetables and stick them in soup and then eat them. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's the kind of, because family can be so stressful, right? You know, no matter how much you love them, family Christmas can be stressful. And that, that is a lot less stressful and a lot more about what we want to do. You're talking to two people who have twice divorced parents. We, we know. Oh yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. My, well, I've got, I've, we have, there was a period of when we were first dating that uh, I was being between the two of us, we were, we had a, uh, uh, five family Christmas celebrations, maybe yeah. even six yeah. that we had to go to. And that was like immediate family. Cause it was like, you know, my mom, my dad, my father, his mom, his dad, like, it, it, you know, it was, yeah. it was, it was nuts. Pretty, pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, what about you? Yeah. What do you like? One, one that we had as a, as, as a kid that I still like, and, and we, you and I have done it once or twice, is so in Norwegian, uh, Yul Yul often is Christmas Eve, and there's a tradition of little uh, uh, yeah. little often. It's the twenty third, actually. It's Yul often is Christmas Eve. Okay. Little Yul often ah. is little Christmas Eve. It is the night before Christmas Eve, uh, <laughs> Norwegian Christmas celebration. That thing we call Christmas Adam in my house. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, traditionally, we would we would exchange or be allowed to open one gift as just our mm -hmm. intermediate immediate family, uh, not like uh, anything big or anything like that. And it was just kind of a nice little, um, what did I see? I saw on Twitter recently someone called Advent calendars microdosing Christmas. Yeah. And, oh. and uh, I, I feel like this is in that same vein where you, you get like a Christmas appetizer. And I, I really like that. That way it's, it can be so overwhelming uh, on, on Christmas and, and the whole day and, and all that, especially if you're doing a bunch of family stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to take a moment to have like a little private mini Christmas before everything gets hectic. Yes. Yeah, I, I really, we did a lot, man. There were a lot of things when I was a kid that we did. Uh, we did uh, St. Nicholas night where you leave out uh, shoes or socks uh, outside your door. We would put them outside our bedroom door and you get like little gifts in there that St. Saint, Saint Nick comes by and leaves I, little gifts. I never know if these traditions from your family are uh, an actual thing that other people do something that's a southern thing or <laughs> something that your mom just kind of made up and okay. makes it seem like it's a thing. St. Nicholas, Saint Nicholas is a Night real is thing. a real thing. Yeah. St. Nicholas okay. Night is a real thing, but what's not a real thing is the other thing she used to do, which was uh, Winkle and Twinkle, the Christmas elves. Uh, this is long before Elf on the Shelf because uh, it was the 80s. My mom did Winkle and Twinkle. She told us they were real. Was very adamant about it. They are Christmas elves that were assigned. Each boy and girl got their own elf. So we got Winkle and Twinkle and uh, they gave you, they would on random nights throughout December, you would wake up the next in the morning and there would be a little tiny gift under your pillow, like a bag, like a, like a candy bar or uh, a funny shaped eraser or, you know, uh, a sheet of stickers. Yeah. And my brother and I were both very deep sleepers. And so my mom would sneak these things in and then there'd be a little note that was like, you know, like love Winkle, love Twinkle. Sure. Uh, so it, it was, uh, uh, that was something, I, I don't know. Christmas was a very magical time for me as a child. Sure. In hindsight, a very gaslit time. <laughs> but, uh, very, a very, a very yeah, magical time. Huffing the, the, the lamp gas can yeah. feel very magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. 
I we've we've discussed on the podcast in the past uh, that I am not really a big fan of the genre of Christmas music, <laughs> uh, and, and you know as we were discussing before the show, I'm I know there's one Christmas song that I I don't hate. I just can never remember what it is until I hear it. But uh, you two both have like a love of some Christmas music. And I'm a it's big not, fan it's, of Christmas me, music. Me too. And it's not necessarily secular stuff either. Like Tim, you like a lot of religious Christmas music. Sure, because that's I like it. I I enjoy the tune. You know. I yeah uh, I, I yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any religious ones I like. I don't I don't know. Uh, Carol of the Bells has some. Religious right. stuff. Carol of the Bells has a has a ton of religious stuff. It's just you can't understand what they're singing, so you don't. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, that's 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 the that's one of the ones I love. Uh, but we used to. My mom used to make me. It was a no radios allowed uh, during December. Um, a lot of the time, she would just make us sing, and so we sang in the car as a family. Oh boy. A lot, and we sang Christmas carols a lot. But we sang all kinds of songs. Like it was a lot of singing as a family in the car. Uh, but I sang a lot. I know a lot of Christmas songs because of that. Because I mean, my traps. favorite, my yeah. favorite Christmas song is not at all religious. Um, it's what's your favorite one? Uh, well, it's the Christmas song by Nat King Cole, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Ah, uh, sure. Jack Frost. It's it's like I love that song. I love it. It's it's uh it's everything about Christmas that I like. Um, also, I just had chestnuts roasted over an open fire this last week for the first time in my life, and they're super good. So uh, that was that. That's something that I'm going to seek out from now on in my life. Is, is they're, kinda, to, they're kind of fleshy and meaty. I yeah, tried to make them once. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't go well. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it strikes me that they're difficult. I'll let somebody else do it for me. But um, let me just say the directions in that song are not. <laughs> Not very good. <laughs> Did you just hold them over a fire? I sort of just threw them into the fire. Oh, the that's not. Uh, that's uh, they, they explode. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just that's roasting over an open. It's fire. on an open I know, fire. But they so don't mean I like put them on the fire. You put them on the. Fuel you put them the in a pan, and you put the pan on the fire. I also might have gotten acorns out of the yard. I'm not, not sure. Just, that's the I don't Maybe really remember. Oh boy, this whole story is falling apart. <laughs> Uh, I uh, I will say I, I really I love I love singing Christmas carols like I just love singing them I think I like a lot of the tunes even if even if I think the song is dumb but there are a couple that I I, I hate like I hate beyond distraction and they I know them so they get in my head and that's sure. kind of why I hate them I think but uh, uh, Silent Night Can Die in a Fire yeah. uh, Little Drummer Boy sure. oh song. fuck that song um it's the worst uh, fucking song. Don't play a drum for the little kid. He's trying to sleep. Stop it. Yeah. Stop what a it. terrible. What a terrible. What the what, fuck? What? What? Mother. You've just birthed. Okay. I've watched a few babies be born. Right. And I, I've been in the room right after a couple others are born. Right. And I've never seen a mother who just gave birth, who if a little child said, shall I play for him on my drum? That she would go. Oh yes, and nod very gently. Yes, please play for us on the drum. <laughs> like that's what we want right now. Whoever Molly, that, you gotta understand, story. Mary's suffering from trauma. Remember, she just got <laughs> in, she got she got impregnated by she doesn't fucking know who, right? God impregnated yeah, she, her. She knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's>, she knows. <laughs> I, I like to think it's uh it's actually her first kid. 
and he's just already jealous of <laughs> and just needs attention so bad that he's just playing a fucking drum. It's like, oh my god, fuck off! Fucking fine, the drum. Yeah. I, I yeah. guess the drum is better than the horn. That's, yeah, they're, they're picking their battles on that one. <laughs> At least he can play is. the drum, Joseph. At least he can play the drum. Right. I will. I will say that the the David Bowie Bing Crosby little drummer boy is the one that I find entertaining because what the fuck is that anyway? It's that's a like, good. That's a good one. I like. I always like a canticle. That's my deal, right? Like I love. I, I'm. I'm a fan. So. Yeah, my favorite Christmas song is uh, Baby, Please Come Home, but specifically by U2. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good version of it. I like that Chris, version Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home by U2 is my favorite Christmas song. The stars in the sky. Christmas, yeah. the snow's coming down. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I like that. That was not so bad. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Baby, please we, come home. I was in choir in school, so we had to do a whole Christmas concert. Or a mm-hmm. winter holiday concert. I also we we just so you know we also sang the dreidel song, so it was very equal. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, favorite. The dregs do a holiday show every year, so we we learn Christmas songs. Although we we have altered many of them. It was really difficult when we say. were. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was really difficult when we were at Jungle Cruise this last week, and they play Christmas music as you're standing in line and. They play sort of oldies and stuff that refers to animals, and they're playing "I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas," and I'm trying really hard I, not to sing "I Want a I Want a Hysterectomy for Christmas," and I'm just. I like, have oh, a bath man. bomb. Lush made a bath bomb this year that's called "I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas," and I sing the hysterectomy version every time I'm getting in the bath, <laughs> even if it's just in my head. I'm like, "All I want for Christmas is a hysterectomy, and then it doesn't matter who I screw." <laughs> just, I uh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Dregnog available online, www.v-dregs.net. Anyway. Well, you've talked about um, caroling. Yeah. Or, or, and I know a uh, friend of the show, Jeffrey Brown, who actually uh, wrote our, or helped make our theme song with Tim, used to do groups of carolers yep. for yeah. like Christmas parties and stuff. Yeah, they were rentable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I did that uh, too. I, I did yeah, that too. I've never, I've never done it like that, but uh, uh, we used to go around the neighborhood, like the way you see in old movies and stuff, where it's like mm-hmm. you just, you just walk. We would just walk up to the neighbor's house and ring the doorbell and start singing a song, and then they come out and we're singing the song. So, like, I, I will say, when the movie Love Actually came out, I had a couple of friends who were like. <laughs> This doesn't really happen. Why would if someone was like, "It's carolers"? Is this something that just happens in England? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no, it fucking happens. I, uh, you know, I tell you what, though, the thing about it, I, I wish I was still doing it, and it's not even because I like Christmas music. It's because you make fucking bank. Holy really? shit! Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah, we'd get hired to go sing in, in houses in on, on Lake Minnetonka. All these rich people standing around drinking wine, and you come in, you put on your Victorian garb and you'd sing Christmas carols for a couple hours and you'd make like three, 400 bucks per yep. singer. It was yep. crazy good money. Well, um, the song We Wish You a Merry Christmas is about carolers who won't right. leave until they get food. So you put it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if caroling was common and we had to worry about carolers in our neighborhood, yeah. I would preemptively make figgy, figgy pudding yeah, just to right? be like, fuck or- off. Some kind of little like cookie yeah. or something, yeah. I, yeah. you know, um, speaking of figgy pudding, uh, there are a lot of foods people associate mm-hmm. with uh, the holidays. 
uh, are there any that, that you all are particularly fond of? Anything that's like a specifically Christmas? Like, Tim, I know your, your wife, Pat, goes absolutely nuclear option with Christmas cookies. She does. She does a great Christmas cookie spread. And she loves to do it. It's one of her favorite things to do. Uh, and she makes some great, great, great her, her oatmeal scotchies are fucking insane. And mm-hmm. I fucking love them. Uh, and I don't like oatmeal cookies at all, but I can what? inhale. I don't. I just That's don't. Crazy. I don't. I don't like it's the, the texture best of them. Kind but... of cookie. She, she makes caramels too, right? Oh yeah, she yeah, makes uh, apple cider caramels. Apple, apple cider yeah, caramels. Those, caramels. That's yeah, they're 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 uh, they, they're cider caramels, salted sea salt cider caramels. Um, they are uh, they are extremely involved, and uh, they come out right about once every three years. That, uh, uh, that's a perfect segue, when, yeah. When they come out, right? Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. <laughs> that's a perfect segue into the only... So, like, I uh, I am a person who likes to just... I just... I don't like when anyone's upset or sad. So, sure. like, I don't get tied into foods in the sense of, like, if we don't have this, it's not Christmas. Right. Because that's just setting yourself up to have a bad Christmas some year, sure. right? So, there's no thing that has to happen for me for it to yeah. be Christmas, right? So, but the one thing we always used to do that uh, uh, gave us a lot of anxiety, because like like Pat's caramels, it only came out, like, once every three years. Uh, and most of the time, it was some sort... My mom would declare it to be some sort of failure, I don't know. I always ate it. It was great. But she makes this Christmas coffee cake and it involves like like uh, these like dinner rolls that have to rise and like a a like a box of jello butterscotch pudding mix and pecans. And it's this whole involved thing. And then when you bake it, it puffs up and turns into this caramely, drizzly, like perfect, amazing pull apart coffee cake. That's very good. But like. Seriously, most of my childhood, I have memories of my mom starting off Christmas by crying and yelling and being mad or angry or sad because it didn't work. And we're all like, it's really good, mom. Don't you fucking lie to me. And it's like, <laughs> we're not lying. It's good. It's garbage. And it's like, a it's pile just, of sugar yeah, and carbs. Right? It's like, <laughs> I'd be like, it's a little, I mean, it's a little doughy. And she's like, I see, it's raw. We'll just throw it in the trash. And it's like, no, I just mean, we're fine. So, like, that's, that's a really good thing. And I've wanted to ask you for the recipe, but I also don't because yeah. I don't know if I want to invite that kind of chaos into my life. <laughs> it's, yeah. The, the recipe is cursed and it comes right? with that same perfection. Yeah. I don't seeking. need that. I don't need yeah. that. Yeah. I, I understand that. All, you? all of the foods I associate with Christmas, specifically Christmas and not something else, are pretty much Norwegian uh, again, because my mom's side of the family, um, and, they, and they go hard on the Norwegian. Yeah, side yeah, they go hard. Time. They make less left stuff from from scratch. We don't eat lutefisk or anything like that. It's not that kind of. They a, have Norwegian. it out. They do. They always have it out. They have it out. <laughs> um, uh, sweet, sweet, sweet supa, which is sweet soup, which is like a um, a, a fruit soup, a sweet. Dessert soup and uh, mm. uh, crumb caca and lapsa and crumb yeah, caca is yeah. great. Yeah, crumb cake. Yeah, it's it's just uh, and uh, you know what? I also associate haggis with with Christmas. Huh. So my mom has made haggis once or twice. That's right. And uh, we've done that for. I remember that. Yes, yeah, scotch tasting and stuff. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I just 
I don't know, man. Like we, we, we've gone, we've, we've run the gamut in my family from the big whole fucking dinner that has to happen on time to now we just do appetizers and easy finger foods and there's no set dinner time. And it's yeah. just, and if, food is ready. Whoever wants to come eat food now, you know, and right. it's not a big table set with crystal or centerpieces. It's very easy going. Uh, when I was a kid, I really, I know we have to, to, to get on, but I, uh, when I was a kid, I really hated the holidays cause they were really stressful. Uh, my mom doesn't handle stress super well, uh, <laughs> and tends to, uh, 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 lash out when she is stressed. And, uh, then when my parents got divorced, Christmas became a battleground. Every holiday was a battleground, you know, and then, uh, it, so it's been, it's been nice to reclaim uh, some of the, the peace of Christmas by being like, no, we're going to do this. And now that my brother has kids, the focus is on them and his like and, and doing things at his house, which means we can, we can control it. Yes. The yeah. great the great Christmas reform has happened. And yeah. uh, and now we are we are resting control. Our generation is taking control away from the older generation. It's like, no, nope, we're doing it now. So it's, it's been nice. And real quick before we get to five questions. What's like what's one your favorite thing about Christmas? Just brief. Hmm. I know mine is I I really like uh, I want to say competitive gift giving, which sounds worse than it actually is. I like getting someone a gift that's so good that it makes them feel feelings. Like if I can give someone a gift that it makes them cry, I consider that to be like a great success. Or like you get a kid a gift and that's the thing they just happen to be carrying yes. around the rest of yeah. the day. One year when my sister uh, Lucy was super young, Molly and I gave her this huge inflatable rubber ball. And that was her favorite toy to such a degree that like adults were jealous of the toy we had given her and the attention ours got in it because it was just a ball. We got a we got her a metal detector one year and then we hid coins under the carpet and told ah. her pirates, pirates must have left them there. Yeah, like I, I, I really enjoy that. It, you can be like a mischievous yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of gift giving. Not competitive in the, the cost or the expense no, or the size, no, no, no. but it just in the, in the, I, I want to give the gift that just gets to them. Yes. Yeah, yep. I get that. Yeah, it has more to do with knowing the person and picking the thing, especially if it's something they didn't ask for. That's the best, right? That's yeah. the real challenge. For me, it's the lights. Yeah? It's the lights. I love Christmas lights. I love, I love fairy lights all the time. I love them. I love twinkling lights. Uh, but I really love that, like, municipally, like, cities put them up businesses put them up like i love that you can and that that you can drive through and it's like the, it's like an illuminated world everything is different and you know it's similar to how at halloween everything gets spooky sure. you know like but it's like instead everything turns bright and it's right around the solstice and it just it's ever i've always loved what a coincidence i know and i've always <laughs> loved the solstice so like i just the idea that it's like it's the darkest time and we're, we're we're blowing it up by lighting illuminating everywhere we can just something about that uh it makes me feel feelings <laughs> tim favorite thing uh my favorite thing about christmas is uh in general for about two weeks most people are a lot more pleasant than they are other times of year. Oh. Uh, and I appreciate that a lot. Peace on peace on earth and goodwill toward men. That's yeah, your... but but it's just like 
I don't know. There's something about, and, and obviously this is not universal for a lot of people. Christmas is very stressful. Um, but in general, all the shitty actions cease for a little while or most yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, can't, can't have any school shootings on winter break. And I wish, <laughs> yeah, good point. Fuck. I wish, I wish we could figure out a way to make that something that we did uh, other times other than Christmas that, that we didn't have to construct this gigantic fucking holiday yeah. around being happy and being kind to others for people to be kind to others. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do. Uh, but, uh, but that said, I appreciate that it exists because it does, even as an atheist, make me feel more like I want to be kind to others. And, and, uh, so that, that's cool. I like that. That makes sense to me. It makes, I don't know. It's always made sense to me from an atheist standpoint, because it is, it is a, I guess, meteorologic, meteorological, 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 or astronomical phenomenon mm. is that it is the winter solstice here, and it is the darkest time of the year, and it is a time when we have to be nice to each other. You have to be kind. You have to share your food, <coughs> share your fire, share your shelter, because otherwise we die. And that is something that goes back to our earliest incarnations. You know, yeah. is of a time that we 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 either we either get along or we die right now. And I think that that. I don't know. I I hate. I get mad when people try to say, "Oh, you're an atheist. You can't celebrate Christmas." And it's like, the fuck, I can't. Like, you know, this this was this this has barely been a Christian holiday. This is, this is the this is the one thing about Christianity that I like. So you should be happy with it and shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, if we're if we're drawing lines, then take down your fucking Christmas tree and don't celebrate Saturnalia. Yeah, no gifts, yeah. no stockings, no feasting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got to tell you, we were in. Uh, I brought this up a couple of times. We were in Disney World last week. During Hanukkah, and uh, oh in, yeah, in Epcot they have a holidays around the world thing, and they've got different food booths, and they had uh, an Israeli food booth, and th- this I shit you not, and it was December fourth, middle of fucking Hanukkah. They've got yeah. a menorah, and they're lighting one of the one of the lights on the menorah every yeah, night yeah. at sunset, and uh, they've got a. They've got a Yiddish fiddler there who's playing Hava Nagila because that's the only song anybody else knows. Um, and uh, Pat walks by this couple and their their kid, and it's a it's like a couple in their sixties and their adult kid. And she was like the adult kid. You could just tell, oh fuck me, because the the couple is like, I can't believe those people are here. <gasps> Oh, what? this is this is our time of year, and the kids oh like, oh my god, the kids like it's literally Hanukkah right now. I actually, <laughs> yeah, I oh. if I and I wasn't with her, oh, and I don't yeah. know, I don't know if I really would have done it because because you know part of you know hindsight twenty twenty, but part of me feels like if I'd heard that, I would have been like, what the fuck did you just say? I, I usually like when, when it's not the pandemic and I'm going places, uh, I make it a point to wish people happy Hanukkah during Hanukkah cashiers, you know, yeah. whatever else when they're like, happy holidays, be like happy Hanukkah. Cause it is Hanukkah, you know, like, and so that is the time to say happy Hanukkah. And otherwise I try to only say Merry Christmas on the 
fourth or the yeah. 25th. Yeah. But I did I did accidentally say it the other day and I felt weird. God damn I felt it, like, Molly. I felt I felt like those people that are like, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Just so you know. Merry like, Christmas. Uh, uh, I felt bad. So who do we have five questions from, Molly? Well, we have five questions from uh, uh, all-star question writer. Uh, they write a lot of questions. And Sinjin. Hey, Sinjin. Sinjin says, well, having a bout of insomnia, I thought of a new set of five questions to ask. Keep doing Keep- it. Not the not the bouts right. of insomnia, but the five yeah. questions. So Sinjin also answered. So I'll read their answers, and then we can. Uh, yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. So question one. If you could possess one person's body for a day, what would you do? And say, Sinjin says, I would possess a megachurch pastor or an influential Catholic person and make sure they got everyone to get vaccinated. If it were a Catholic person, I would also release a bunch of documents on on who were child predators. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, What I want to say is that I would possess Donald Trump and kill myself because... um, that would be. That would you would be the, die. You would die to do is that. It, is it murder? Yeah, I don't know. It's I, no, it's suicide. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think what I would do is. Uh, I would um, possess Donald Trump and have him plead guilty to all the Ooh. charges against him. Ooh, right, a so confession. That, so yeah. that he has to spend the rest of his life in jail. That yeah. is what I would do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Direct your attorneys to turn over all. Uh, turn over everything. Like. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's good. I uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I maximize good, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the goal. Uh, I would uh, possess Jeff Bezos. It's mine. And give away a, a liquidate fucking everything. Donate all of your all of his stock to uh, uh, charitable organizations, uh, or form a nonprofit as quickly as possible. And donate all of my all of his stock to it that specifically focuses on uh, eliminating hunger in the in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I was going to say Jeff Bezos and then give and then give employees bonuses or raises, Ooh. but uh, I think I'll go. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think I'll do that, but I'll be Elon Musk and do a similar thing. And and uh, uh, yeah, I think I think donating just any billionaire. Possess a billionaire and give their money away. Like that's yeah, really, yeah. that's really be good. like, just be like, I want to liquidate stock and divide it among the the citizens of my state. Like everybody gets a ten thousand dollar check, and whatever. Because there's a you can give anyone anybody can give any one person fifteen thousand dollars tax free. Yep. So you could every give, year, every year. Yeah, so you could be like, I am Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, and I'm going to just say, how, how much money would it cost me to give every single person, you know, at the company and their spouses $15,000, you know, just, just do that. Just, just, just a, do that. Because yeah. yeah. that'd be the easiest way to get it done in a day, yeah. right? Is they've already got the infrastructure in place to send out the direct sure. deposits. Sure. They could do that. How about, yeah. uh, uh, gosh, yeah. And if I was feeling... And while you're at it, while you're uh, a bit possessing a billionaire and giving away their entire fortune, why don't you also like copy all your hard drives from personal <laughs> computers and give them to reputable journalists? There you go. And just be like, like, oh, here's my 
Gmail account password and Tax my records. laptop and yeah. everything and, and, and just give them to a journalist and then like, you know, let them have fun with that for six yeah. months before yeah. that. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. I, I was thinking, you know, I, I might go even less ambitious and say, uh, you know, I possess Elon Musk and have him do one useful thing. Huh. Yeah, just right. One, which is more than he's ever done. <laughs> So. The best was, again, I just sidebar real quick. Did you see that he tweeted, my car is currently orbiting Mars? And then he got owned you by You dumb a... motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who, who died me? Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go find that own on Twitter. If yeah. you're, if you're, uh, question two. What is a medical procedure that you might have to have in the future that really freaks you out the most? Like, what's a medical procedure? You, you, you're, you could reliably or... or you know, you, you, you probably will need. Uh, Sinjin says, uh, I would put, uh, uh, due to being young and dumb, a lot of damage to my hands. I've done a lot of damage to my hands. And I will probably, as I get older, have issues that require surgery on them. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, is, it, it is entirely probable and likely that at some point in the future, I will need to go need to have my urethra stretched again. Oh yeah. And so I'll have to I'll have to wear a I don't mean to laugh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll have to wear a fucking catheter for like a week and because uh, I had a stricture that they yep. had to, to cut or yeah. burn out. And they said it's entirely possible that, that it it could come back or scar tissue could form mm -hmm. or that things would just need to be stretched out a little which is let me tell you not super comfortable mm -hmm. uh and yeah not looking forward to that of a possibility uh there there is a i i know i actually know for a fact i'm gonna have to get my knees replaced uh at this point it's just a matter of when They're, they they want to wait as long as possible uh both for knee technology to advance but also for me to get older because uh, a knee replacement only lasts for about you know 15 20 years before they need to redo it but that's why most people get them in their late 60s and it doesn't really come up again <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh but uh i i know for a fact i'm gonna have to get my knees replaced and even though i've seen my aunt and my mom go through it uh, it, I don't want, I just, it sounds awful. They saw <laughs> off your knees. They saw out your bones and then there's metal there. And it's, that's so you, your shin bone ends and your thigh bone ends. And then there's just metal and a joint and it just sounds horrifying. And I don't want it. <laughs> uh, similarly, uh, it, because it runs in my family, um, I, fully expect I'm going to need a hip replacement at some point. Mm, that's even uh, worse. Yeah. And uh, it's more, you know, I love walking. I love being able to walk places. Yes. And the idea that I'm eventually going to have to get a hip replacement and I won't be able to walk places for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and it, that'll suck. I don't, yeah. I don't look forward to the recovery at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Question three. You recently talked about how people wanted to hug you out in the wild and how that's not cool. Side note, global pandemic, it's really not cool, people. If a fan were to recognize you while you're out and about, or if a fan were to recognize you while you're out and about, how would you like them to approach you? And Sinjin didn't answer this one, sure. obviously. 
I, I, I like just like that's right. Nobody knows who the fuck you are, Sinjin. No, I just mean Sinjin. Sinjin is asking us how we yeah, you know like right. they're not going to tell us how we should be approached. Yeah. I, I like just like a, a a polite like a wave and a hello and an introduction. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's that's nice. Just yeah. Like a, yeah, I never mind people coming up and going, "Oh my," which has happened. Like, "Oh my God, you're Molly from Geeks Without God." That's great. That isn't. That's never. I'm never going to think that's weird. Or yeah. it's. It's always amazing. It's yeah. always awesome to me. Just and I just don't. I just weird. don't. I, I asking, "Can I hug you?" is always okay because I'll answer yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> like what I don't like is people that just th- launch themselves at you. I'm a hugger. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm a hugger. I don't give a fuck. I'm a hugger um, as they are as they are touching you. Yeah, uh, this literally did happen to me, and it was my favorite. So I will say this is my favorite. Uh, I was shopping with my kids in a GameStop about four or five years ago, and one of the dudes working at the GameStop, as I walked past him, he's just like, "Dregs are awesome." <laughs> I'm like, who the, "Who the fuck are you, man?" That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> that was yeah. just like. Uh, but it was it was unexpected and it was really cool that some stranger just said I was awesome. So uh, because he was a fan when I first met him, Ron Bauman, actually, uh, the first time I met him, the first thing he said to me was, God, I thought you were a much bigger person, just kind of in general. You're I know. short. <laughs> and he's like, you've got a big voice. <laughs> the voice of a heftier woman or something yeah. like that. Well, something like, like thought, that. He's like, I pictured you as being like six foot tall and built like a brick shit house. And it was just like, oh, well, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> okay, question four. What is your favorite massage technique to receive? Sinjin answers, I am a fan of deep tissue. I have a lot of knots, and I understand that even though it hurts, it's going to feel so much better after it's done. I don't even know any other massage than deep tissue massage. Deep tissue tissue massage is the way to go. That's the one that's like fucking medicine, basically. That's the one that's like elbows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't like that because I am too uh, bony and tense. Like, I don't have knots. I am a knot. Like, my whole body is like one knot, basically. And it's a delicate ecosystem of tension. But uh, so I really enjoy uh, body work that is like... uh, my friend uh, Jess Warner of Eastern Skies, if you are in Minneapolis, she is a wizard. Uh, it is the only person I let uh, enter my ecosystem, I guess. But like, uh, I just like the like, you know, like where it's like kind of pulling on the muscle at the same time as pressure. So it's like a stretch combined with a massage. It just feels, uh, yeah, I, I like that. I've never had hot stone massage, but it sounds nice. I haven't either, or the, the cups. Yeah, the cup sounds, I don't know, the cup sounds yeah. bad. Yeah, I've had hot, hot stone massage, and that was nice. I, I am not an expert on massage techniques. I don't, yeah, me I don't really, I don't really get massages that often. But I'm just gonna say, uh, foot massage is ah. as somebody who really likes walking. Oh man, foot massages are amazing. Uh, not, not even in the Pulp Fiction way, but uh, yeah, just, yeah, just like a good massage on the feet after you've, after you've been out walking all day. Uh, even even your own massaging your own feet feels yeah, yeah. so sure. good. Yeah, Nick yeah. and I massage. We when we when we're in Disney or or doing fest or whatever, we would like do a switch it up and rub each other's yeah. feet. Just it's amazing how like even just like two minutes of rubbing your feet can change the whole 
next day yeah. when you've been doing like Disney World walking or like yeah. any kind of amusement park or uh, the uh, yeah, a lot of traveling. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Question, Question five. five. If you were forced to pick a presidential cabinet position, what position would you hold and do the best job at? So what do you think would be your best what, what cabinet position would you be best at? Sinjin says, of all the cabinet positions, I think I would probably do best as the Secretary of Labor. Hmm. That's a good answer. It's a pretty easy one for me. Uh, Secretary What's, of the Interior. So yeah. they're they're in charge of National Park Service, National Forestry, all the all the natural all the natural places um, that uh, that the United States government is in charge of and that's stuff that near and dear to my heart and uh, I think I do a really fucking good job at it so yeah that one's pretty easy Wait, for me I just realized I don't you know presidential cabinets is not uh, cabinet positions is not something they teach you or so drill into your head uh, Secretary of State yep. Secretary of Treasury Secretary of Defense the Attorney General uh, Secretary of the Interior Secretary of Agriculture, there's uh, Commerce, yeah. Labor, Health and Human Services, okay, yeah. Housing and Urban Development, Transportation, uh, Energy, Education, Veterans Affairs, and Homeland Security. Boy. Uh, yeah. And so, like, all of the ones that are basically, like, being in charge of the government's monopoly on violence, I'm not super interested in, other than to, like ruin those positions and bring them down which right uh, you know secretary of transportation sounds appealing because uh i feel like you could get a lot done for a lot of people there but like secretary of labor you could that's laws and for involving unions that's falls involving the workplace mm -hmm. uh any business to person transactions that's Secretary of Labor. Like, I pick Secretary of Labor because I feel like in that position, you could potentially make a lot of really pro-labor choices. And that would have a, a very broad impact on a, a, a wide number of people. Man, so uh, this is hard because I feel like I'm not qualified to do most of these, obviously. Oh, no, I'm not I mean, obviously, any of these. but I guess like uh, I, I always feel like I would have done really well in law school. I almost, I almost uh, decided to go to law school, but but ultimately couldn't. Uh, didn't want to work that hard, to be honest. I didn't want to uh -huh. be doing. I didn't want to be doing eighty-hour weeks, you know, just to just to get a job. So, um, but I think like uh, I think I would be do a good job as an attorney general or as a. Uh, what is the other one I just saw that involves like legal stuff? Uh, uh, yeah. State. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, 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 gosh, I guess either Secretary of the, of the Interior. Like, I don't want to just steal Tim's answer, but <laughs> like, maybe. I don't honestly. I don't think I'd be very good at any of these. I had a very sheltered upbringing. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, like I went to private school, so I don't think I can do Secretary of Education. Like, I always lived in a suburban house, so I don't think I can do Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I guess I like riding the bus, and if Pete Buttigieg can do it, I can do it. So, <laughs> Secretary of Transportation, it is. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks, Sinjin. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thank you for your five questions. If you want to send us your five questions, you can send them 
to five questions at geekswithoutgod.com. That's the word five or the number five. We're clever enough to do it both ways. Take advantage of that. Yeah, we are. Please <laughs> send us your five questions. We'll read them on the air. We'll answer them. Sometimes we have a guest and we get them to answer them. And you can send us your answers along as well if you'd like, which gives us time to think of our answers. We appreciate uh, that. Yeah, it helps sometimes. Uh, you know, for some quick Googling sometimes, right? Uh, I would also like to remind you that if you are a Patreon supporter, you are potentially listening to these episodes way early. And if you want to listen to these episodes way early, you can just support us on Patreon. It's super easy. Um, there's a specific RSS feed that's set up through Patreon so that the audio files we upload there get added to this RSS that gets shared with the people that support us. And that means that if you're using a, a an app like Downcast or something like that, you can pop that feed in and it will automatically download those episodes as they are released. We post about it on Facebook. If you're not following us on Facebook to see that, if you, if you, if you do, you'll see that we post all the time new episodes up for our patrons. Otherwise, we have new episodes up every Tuesday. Woo! And you'll be able to hear the next one next Tuesday. That's weird. We've been geeks without God. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Funny thing about Jack Frost, I believe in him more than Jesus because there's evidence Jack Frost exists. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time. You can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Can't say anything anymore as a white man. Yeah, yeah, I feel so oppressed. <laughs>